Our second reading is from the Gospel of John. The entire text of chapter 17 in the Gospel of John is the final prayer that Jesus prays before he dies. First he prays for himself, then he prays for his disciples, and finally, in these verses we are about to hear, he prays for us, all future believers. This is the Holy Gospel according to John, the 17th chapter. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. This is the gospel of the Lord. So, Andrew and I have a dog named Manny. He's a corgi. Brandon's got a really cute, look how cute is that dog, right? So corgis, they're kind of funny looking dogs. They're pretty small. They're usually pretty fat. They've got those giant, giant ears and these stubby little legs and no tail. Andrew always describes him as the dog with ears too big for body, too big for legs, which is like pretty accurate. So I'll always remember, there was one time when Manny was a puppy and we were camping in Yellowstone and we had Manny with us. And he was running around the campsite and this little girl from a campsite nearby comes toddling over to our site to see Manny, right? So she like looks down at Manny and then she looks up at Andrew. She looks down at Manny again. She looks up at Andrew and she says kind of confused, what kind of animal is it? And Andrew's so mad, he's like yelling at this adorable little girl, he's a dog! Obviously he's a dog, can't you tell he's a dog? <laughs> but we do wonder sometimes, does Manny know that he's a dog? Right? Do you ever wonder this with your pets? If we're outside and we meet another dog, like, do you, do you understand that you're the same? Or if we run into even another corgi, like, do you recognize that you two are the same thing? I, honestly, I'm not... <laughs> I don't know, I'm not actually sure that he does. Sometimes I think, I think Manny might actually think he's a human. Like he'll just climb right up into the bed with us and climb right in between us and put his head down on the pillow between us. Like, oh yeah, I belong here, this is you know, what we do. Do you think you're a person? Or, or sometimes we think maybe he might think he's a cat. Because he really, he's got kind of that cat personality, you know? where he's kind of grumpy and standoffish, and he'll get close enough, like just close enough for you to pet him, but not any closer than that, right? And he kind of keeps his distance. So maybe he thinks he's a cat. He would not be the first dog to think he's a cat. There's this husky named Tally. She's famous on the internet for thinking she's a cat. She grew up in a family with all cats, so she sits like a cat. She hides in boxes like a cat. She peers out from under chairs like a cat, like this dog thinks she's a cat. But whoever knows what animals are thinking, right? 
Okay, we got a couple more good ones for you. Oh, say, so here comes Jess. Jess is a Springer Spaniel, thinks she's a sheep. Not only does she herd the flock, but she nurses any abandoned lambs, brings them the milk in her mouth. Oh, then we, <laughs> this one's great. So Saihu, this is a dog who thinks he's a monkey mama. So this little monkey was getting bullied by the other monkeys at the zoo in China. So they brought in Saihu to be there and be his buddy and his protector. And now Saihu carries the monkey around on his back all the time, just like his mama would, really sweet. Okay, one last one, because these are just too cute. So this is Tilly, the boxer, who thinks that this goat is her puppy. And she grooms her and washes her and licks her, and that goat follows Tilly around everywhere that she goes. Okay, now for something completely, completely different. I want you to think about, can you think of a time where somebody has prayed for you? You might not have ever had that experience, which is fine, or you might not be able to remember it, but can you think of a time, can you think of a time that someone prayed for you? And if you can think of one, think about what a difference it made, whatever you were going through. Just knowing that, right? Like knowing that somebody somewhere was lifting you up, was thinking about you, was talking to God about you. I've been blessed to be prayed for by many incredible people of faith throughout the years. But one recent example, and one really near and dear to my heart, was when Alice was born. Right? So some of you might remember, Alice was very, very, very late. She was born 17 days past her due date. So we were waiting and waiting and waiting, and everybody else was waiting and waiting and waiting. But you know what that meant? Tons of time to pray, right? God is so good to us. It's amazing. So lots of prayers while we were waiting for her. And then when finally the time came to be born, uh, people were, the prayer support was like incredible. So I went into labor on Wednesday, and Wednesday is the day that one of our partner churches in Milwaukee, Cross Lutheran, Wednesday is the day that they do all their outreach programs. So it's the day that they have their, their free lunch and their food pantry and their Bible study. And so I got a video Wednesday while I was in labor of everybody at that Bible study. So they're waiting for their food from the food pantry, and they passed the mic around, and person after person prayed for me. And then Wednesday night, Wednesday night's when we do confirmation at Unity with our middle school kids. So then Wednesday night, still wasn't born yet, and I got a video of all the confirmation kids pumping their fists going, go Mo, go Mo, go Mo. And then Alice was born Thursday morning. And so some of you may know where this is going, but so Thursday night, Alice's first day out here on earth and my first day as a mom, we got this video.
me cry every time. And pretty powerful to see Judy up there, for those of you that knew her. She is gone, but not at all forgotten in this place. It is so powerful to be prayed for by someone. That meant the world to me, and it still does. And whether you could think of something or not, a time when that's happened to you, just know this, okay? Jesus prays for you. Look how cool is that? Jesus prays for you. Look at our gospel reading for today from John. And this is a gospel that this story takes place on the last night of his life, right? So this is the day before he's crucified and dies. This is the day that he shares that communion meal for the first time with his disciples that we do every week. This is the time that he washes their feet. He tells them that he loves them. But this is also the night where they betray him and deny him and abandon him one by one, can't stay awake with him when he asks them to stay with him. And Jesus knows all of that, right? And still he uses his last hours on this earth to pray for them. So the entire chapter 17 of John's gospel is this prayer that Jesus says, his last prayer. And the first five verses he prays for himself and that God would be glorified in what's about to happen to him. And then um, until verse 19, 6 to 19, he prays for his disciples, right? Even in spite of everything that they've done and are about to do, Jesus still prays for them that God will protect them, that God will bless them, and that God will use them. And then we get to verse 20 and our reading for today. And who does Jesus pray for? For us. For us. For all future believers, right? And so across all time and space, Jesus is praying for you and for me. Right now, as we gather here, Jesus prays for us. And just think about the power of that idea, right? Like whatever we're going through, whatever we're facing right now, Jesus knows and knows us and is speaking to God on our behalf and is wanting the very, very best for us. That's really powerful and meaningful to me, that idea that Jesus prays for us. But I also think it's interesting what Jesus prays for, for us, right? Anyone remember from the reading? It's repeated like several times. Jesus prays for unity, right? that they would be one. Isn't that interesting? Of all the things Jesus could have asked God to give us, that's what he asks for. Doesn't ask that God will keep us safe. Doesn't ask that God would keep us healthy. Doesn't ask that God would keep us happy. Jesus prays that we would be connected to each other. That's like the highest good that he hopes for us, apparently that we would be together, connected, united, one. That we would know that we're not alone and that nobody else should be either. And that we would get that we're just humans, we're just all in this together. And I think maybe that's the gospel in a nutshell, right? That everybody's in and everybody's in it together. And so that is both the comfort and the challenge 
of this gospel text, right? The comfort of knowing that we're not alone, that we are prayed for, including by Jesus himself. But then the challenge of trying to live into that prayer, that we would be one, that we would live into that name of unity. Because that's hard, right? But that's our call as Christians, is to recognize that whoever we're with, however different we are from them, even however much we can't stand them, we still are connected to them. The gospel is this idea that all of us, every person on this planet, maybe animals too, we're all created intentionally and uniquely and with great love by this God. So we all are children of the same heavenly parent, and we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And so realizing that, yeah, we don't have to be all the same. We're, we're all different. We don't have to agree, and we don't have to believe the same things, and we don't have to make the same choices. God, in fact, designs us to be different from one another, but we can't be indifferent to one another, right? It's about recognizing that no matter who's around us, their pain is our pain, and their joy is our joy. And so anytime we try and like make a line between ourselves and other people, we always find Jesus on the other side of that line. So maybe those animals are onto something, hey? Dog, cat, sheep, goat, monkey. We're all family. And that goes for us too. Rich, poor, young, old, liberal, conservative, black, white, whatever. Christian or not, American or not, like us or not, we are all family. So may we live into Jesus' prayer and God's dream that we would all be one. May we make that dream a reality. May we recognize that we are all family. May God give us the strength to do the really hard work of loving people that are hard to love. And then may God give us the courage to receive their love in return. May we pray for each other easily, often, because we know that we're never going to find quite the right words. And that is totally okay. Because with prayer, the only two things that matter are intention and honesty. So please know, by the way, that if you ever have anything that you could use prayer for, do tell me. It would be my honor to give back that gift that so many people have given. And then whatever we're facing, may we know that we are prayed for. And whatever we're facing, may knowing that just make all the difference in the world. Amen.